What'd you think of this movie? This, outside of Top Gun, is my favorite movie I've seen this year. And possibly of the last five years, it's in the top five. I'm there with yeah. you. It's the best tangential film yep. ever made. Whoa. Wow. And I'll tell you why. Prey does the best job I've ever seen at tipping its hat to not just the original. It found ways to tip its hat to a number of the different properties, and none of it was cheesy, none of it was corny, and none of it required you having to have knowledge of it. Yeah. If you knew nothing about the original Predator, and you just sat down and watched this film- That it's unique by itself, and awesome by itself. At 100%. Now let me work back from that. The cinematography on this- Unreal. Is some of the best cinematography. This is a Hulu movie, Max. This didn't even go like big budget. This is an example of what happens when studios leave you alone. The Predator, Shane Black, is what happens when studios don't leave you alone. Yeah. Welcome to Buzz in the Tower, a podcast dedicated to the movies of the 1980s. Prepare to be stuffed in our DeLorean and taken on a trip through the best decade of film ever. Hey, Mo, we better back up. We don't have enough road to get up to 88. Roads? Where we're going, we don't need roads. So if you love Caddyshack, The Goonies, Aliens, Weird Science, Spies Like Us, The Great Outdoors, Empire Strikes Back, The Great Muppet Caper, Pretty in Pink, Predator, Rocky IV, Roadhouse, Say Anything, Real Genius, Short Circuit, Some Kind of Wonderful, Beverly Hills Cop, Akira, Tango and Cash, The Breakfast Club, and They Live, just to name a few, then sit back, relax, and get ready to be entertained. Because we came here to chew bubblegum and podcast about 80s movies, and we're all out of bubblegum. If you haven't already, subscribe to Buzz in the Tower on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or whatever your favorite podcast platform is. And while you're there, leave a review and a five-star rating. It's a moral imperative! You can also find us on TikTok, Instagram, and all social media platforms by searching the tag at Buzz in the Tower. That's B-U-Z-Z-N, The Tower. Also, check out our website, buzzinthetower.com, and grab some officially licensed gear. It's so choice. If you have the means, I highly recommend picking some up. Now, if you want to get nuts, let's get nuts. Head on over to our Patreon at patreon.com slash buzzinthetower. With memberships as low as $3 a month, you can have access to tons of extra content, and a portion of all proceeds go directly to Save Ferris. Dakoshane, darling, Dakoshane. Buzz in the Towers brought to you by Sonic Loans. You can find them at sonicloans.com. Max, I'm scared. Of what? I'm scared. The dark? Of this movie. But the one thing I'm not scared about is getting a loan. Okay. If I need to get a mortgage, I know that I'm going to Charlie and the team at Sonic Loans. They're not going to disappoint you like a belated prequel to your favorite film ever made in the 80s. I'm praying that Prey is good, Uh... but I'm not praying for a good mortgage rate. Charlie and his team are waiting for your phone call to make sure that you get into the best mortgage possible or if you need to refinance. The world is a hot fire right now. You're getting a car, you're getting a house, you're thinking about having kids. You want to talk to the experts. Sonic Loans is going to make sure that you get into the right mortgage. Let them know what Buzz in the Tower sent you and get set on your path to the best mortgage experience that you've ever had. NMLS number 1955855. Not available in all states. Not a commitment to lend. Additional requirements apply. Visit sonicloans.com or call 313-488-4888 for more information. Buzz in the Tower is also brought to you by Bolton Legal Group. You can find them at boltonlegalgroup.com. For a consultation, call 248-595-0001. 
I am going to sue everyone. Sue me, I'm here. If Prey sucks. <laughs> if Prey sucks, I'm done. I've had enough of disappointment. But if you're suing for something less frivolous than having your heart broken by a believer. No, sue for anything. Bolton Legal Group, they're aggressive, efficient. If you have issues with property law, business law, Guatemalan jungle law. Yes, absolutely. Uh, alien law. Well, no, because that means that could be mean the illegal. Whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. Go to Bolton Legal Group. This is an amazing law firm that is going to be in your corner fighting the good fight to make sure that you don't get swallowed up by some camouflage wearing predator in the jungle or in the Wild West or whatever the hell this movie is going to be. The Great Plains. Tell Ian and his team that Buzz in the Tower sent you and get squared away with the best lawyer experience that you've ever had. Today's episode, Pray. What do Lyndon B. Johnson, Camilla Parker Bowles, and George Lazenby have in common? They had the distinct honor of filling John F. Kennedy, Princess Diana, and Sean Connery's James Bond shoes. Greatness is rare. The replacement of greatness being great is even more rare. Scholars agree that the 1987 John McTiernan film, Predator, is the greatest film ever made. And while Predator 2 was a valiant effort to recapture lightning in a bottle, for the most part, all those who have followed have been a far cry from the original. So it should come as no shock to any of you that the news of a Predator prequel taking place in the 1700s, with a female lead, had a lukewarm reception from Buzz in the Tower. However, as 80s film historians, we must review this potential dumpster fire and give our two cents. And that's exactly what we're going to do. Today on Buzz in the Tower, we'll take a look at the latest attempt at a Predator movie as we talk all things Prey. I'm Mo Shapiro, and joining me as always, the Blaine to my Mac, Max Sanders. And with that, well, long tall Sally, she's built for speed. She got everything her Uncle John needs, oh baby. Yeah, baby. Oh baby. Gonna have some fun tonight. Gonna have some fun tonight. Do it the right way. Well, Sean, stop it, Susie. There it she is. She's so sweet. <laughs> <laughs> Salutations. Max, anytime we can talk. Anytime. anytime. <laughs> Anytime. Uh, anytime we can talk Predator or Predator adjacent. We bend over backwards. Anything that I can do to talk about New this movie. Figure. Right, right. Latest news, Van Damme talks about his quick role as the Predator. We're like, do an episode. Fire it up. Max, uh, wow. A lot to talk about. Yes. All credit to you. You have kept your filthy mouth shut. When we did Maverick and you were just itching to do it, and you're like, oh, I read this article. And you text me. I'd be like, stop. Don't text me. Just relax. You made me wait for a week to I watch did. it. I did. Radio silence from you. Yeah. Let's give the timeline of events. When did you watch this first? Pray? Yeah. Uh, 3.01 a.m. on Thursday evening. Sure. Makes sense. Because it comes out at 3 a.m. Wouldn't that be Friday morning? Yeah. But yeah. I can. I mean, I work at night, so I consider it night still. Yeah, but. You, you, Fine, Friday that's morning. That's not how it works. That's yeah. Like, time doesn't work that way. August 5th, 3.01 a.m. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. Uh. Uh, Friday, got home from work. Yep. That's the first time I watched it. Yep. Saturday morning. That's the second time I watched it. <laughs> and about two hours ago, Sunday <laughs> is the third time I watched it. I'm three deep coming into the episode on Sunday. Max, before we kick the tires and light the fires, so to speak, or maybe Ooh, about, big day. Yeah, yeah, come on now. We're going to have some fun tonight. I, I came out the gate wanting to be so We're going to survive. <laughs> We're going to endure. Today is our prey day. <laughs> This is Prey Day. It is. I like it. Uh, before we do any of that, a quick reminder. I want you to know that if you love Buzz in the Tower, find us on social media at Buzz in the Tower, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, 
Our Patreon is still alive and thriving. I got some amazing feedback from our patrons who I made basically promise to go watch this movie. A couple people <laughs> posted back. They're like, if Mo doesn't like this movie, I'm done with Mo. Really? That's uh, Jess said, yeah. if Mo doesn't like this movie, I'm done with Mo. That's a strong statement. I got things from the other side, too. People were like, this is garbage. Uh, the, who watched it or who were like, don't even watch it? Who watched it? Okay, we'll get to that. <laughs> yeah. Hold on. We'll, get to, we'll get to the audience. We have an eclectic. We have, we have tons of fans. So it's like, of we course, do. they're going to be on both sides. Despite every effort you make to kill them off with Howard the Duck episodes. You're right. We do have tons of people fans. liked it. Easy Sally Fields. People don't like you or like it. What if Howard the Duck was the predator? Kill me. <laughs> <laughs> or the predator was hunting Howard. That'd, That'd be, be great. Cool. I'd watch that. <laughs> so remember patreon.com slash buzz in the tower. Drop in, become a patron, a co-pilot. We'll send you your wings. We'll give you prizes and gifts and chocolates. Oh, I'm full of chocolates. Sweet kisses at night. Ooter. <laughs> I'm food. full of chocolates. Oh, I'm full of chocolates. Uh, and then in addition to that, if whatever podcast platform you're listening to us on, make sure that you have subscribed or you're following us and leave us a nice little review. Yeah. A little uh, long, tall Sally, if you will. She's so sweet. She's got <laughs> she everything. everything. I, she, I how, many time, how many times are you going to say I'm going to as many times as I can. It's not she's so sweet. It's built for speed. I don't know why I keep on saying Built for speed sounds wrong. No, it's not appropriate at all. She's not a car. I wish someone called me built for speed. <laughs> I am not built for speed. No, you're like the ship that... The, the ship that's not built. The, the, <laughs> you're like the ship that has to go 50 miles an hour. And if it doesn't. Speed to cruise control. Speed to the ship. <laughs> it was. It was. <laughs> yeah. How funny is it? That I forgot. I know. Oh, and Jason God, Patrick. Unbelievably bad movie. Uh, no. Okay. I don't even remember what we were talking about. Oh, yeah. follow us on whatever platform <laughs> you're listening. Follow us or leave us a review. Have I forgotten anything? Are we covered? I think we're covered. Okay. So. I will be the first to admit I was ready for heartbreak. You were, you seem very skeptical. There's a bunch of reasons. The numbers support my skepticism. Wait, you were burned four times, five Ma times. Many. I feel like I've been burned my whole life. When well, it comes no, I meant predator wise. And prequels. Yeah. So if you don't listen to the show, shame on you. I mean, if this is your first episode. Go, Why are you shaming people? Because that? they should be listening to it. This is the best show on TV, and we're not even on TV. You should go back and listen to our predator review. We did a whole episode. I, I, There's like nine hours of. So take. it's really funny when you and I first started the podcast. This was the movie that you used to lure me into being in a podcast. Yeah, with let's you. talk about Predator. Yeah. So, and I don't mind retelling the story because I think it's like the best story in the world. <laughs> we we finished bartending, and I mean, let's put some dates around this. It's currently 2022. This would have had to have been this is 2010 10 or yeah. nine. Yeah. And we used to always go out after we'd bartend and be me, you, three or four other bartenders, three Sarah or four Beth. waitresses, yeah. yeah, a couple floormen or bouncers, as you would know, them, coolers, if you will. <laughs> and, and by oh, the way, oh, I don't want to talk about Roadhouse. I don't want to. This is in the. We'll get to that. Did We're you get the Conor McGregor yes. part? Yes. Yeah. We'll get to Roadhouse in a minute. Yeah. So we would go out for pizza at like three o'clock in the morning. And I'll give them a shout out right now. New York Pizza Depot in Ann Arbor. Delicious. Delicious. And they'd always take care of us. We'd take care of them. Great sass. It's the best. And we'd sit around and talk, talk turkey. Yeah. Right? And this is kind of the genesis of you and I podcasting together as we would kind of wrap off each other. We'd talk about some fairly inappropriate things. But I remember the you night. Would. I would. I made some joke about Predator. I like made the noise. I was like, oh, and then there's Max in the corner. <laughs> and you, you had that blank look. Because you wear you wear your intellect on your sleeve. If you're with me, you're with me. If you're not with me, I can tell right away. Huh? And I go, <laughs> I was like, oh my god! <laughs> I just looked at you. I go, you've never seen Predator, have you? And you're like, nope. <laughs> I was like, and I just remember part of my brain seizing up and having like a stroke. <laughs> And I'm like, you need to go watch this right now. And you're like, done. And I'm like, when I come back to work next week, you better have seen this movie. And I remember you texting me during the week. 
And you had watched it like six times that week and you were like, this is the best movie ever. It is. Ever. It still is. I love the original Predator so much. I've given about a million different explanations as to why it's such a great movie. If you're listening to our podcast and you've never heard of this movie, you don't know what it is. I'll give you a very quick high level on the original Predator. 1987, directed by John McTiernan. If you don't know who that is, Die Hard. Die Hard, that's all you need to know. Hunt for Red October. Absolutely. Written by Jim and John Thomas. Also written a little bit and cleaned up by Shane Black, who's one of the actors. This is important for later reference. Hawkins. Shane Black was brought into the film both to play Hawkins, one of the characters, and also do touch-ups on the script. While he was doing Predator, he was writing Lethal Weapon. Yeah. Is that right? Yep. I remember that being one of our facts, which is incredible. Uh, We got Arnold Schwarzenegger, Carl Weathers, Kevin Peter Hall, who played the Predator. Yep. We've got all other types of characters, including Jesse Ventura, Ventura, Bill um, Duke, Bill Duke, and Sonny Landham. Sonny Landham. The coolest part of the movie. Completely agree. Yeah. Uh, I think when you go back and you watch Predator... It's very obvious that there are certain things you don't appreciate the first time, one of which is him. The also, tracking. Yeah. yeah, the tracking's great. I want sap from a tree like that. You probably have an allergic reaction. A team of commandos <laughs> on a mission. <laughs> Where's my EpiPen? I know, right? I'm down. Medic. Give me a medic. Oh, God. Sanders drank the sap from the tree. Billy made it look cool. Kill me. <laughs> I can't go on. It's uh, Do you know what that reminds me of? Uh, Hot Shots Part Deux. Of course. When Mr. Bean is in there and his like his shoelaces are tied together at the end. He's like, I can't walk anymore. <laughs> Topper Harley has to carry him. A team of commandos on a mission in a Central American jungle find themselves hunted by an alien extraterrestrial warrior. That's it. Yep. It's simple. This movie, to me... Is and I I mean I'm not even shy to say this. It's either this or the Goonies. When I boil down, I'm not talking 80s. I'm saying like my all-time two favorite movies yeah. are this and the Goonies. Yep. The significance of this movie to me, every year I watch. First of all, I, this is the movie that I've watched more than any other movie that I know of. I've watched this movie a, a multiple thousand times. You think so? Uh, well, I'm I'm crunching the numbers. Yeah. I'm, I'm 43 years old. The first time I saw this movie, I was 10. And I probably watch this movie at least four or five times a year. Okay, so we got So when I say multiple thousands. 150 times. That's what I meant. Yeah. I've watched this a lot of times. There are a ton of different reasons why I love this movie. I don't want to spend too much time talking about Predator. Yeah. Mass alone. It's... (laughs) Love sunny, sunny in Philadelphia. That's great. This this, key to pack on pounds. (laughs) Are we watching Predator again? No. There's some things that this movie did that I think go overlooked. And in prepping for Prey, I caught this in a couple articles and it was a really great point. There's an enormous amount of diversity in the cast. Yep. And that's not something that you saw a lot of in 1987 in Predator 2, which took place in the early 90s. It's not a lot you saw then either. Predator but, 2 really went Robocopy, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, I didn't mind Predator 2 as much. Um, but I, I didn't need to see that much Predator face. And like that he's talking like and swearing. I'm like, get out of here. Predator should be silent. It got a little campy for me. It did. And that's maybe. And, Dan- and Danny Glover isn't as kick butt enough to like, you don't see him. I thought he was great. Yeah, I thought he carried it. And I, Gary Busey, you can't. I mean, Gary Busey was great. Well, they're this. both crazy, but yeah. like neither one of them is like awesome at fighting. Yeah, I I wanted someone who who was like elite number one warrior. Let me let me say this. Let me say this. The best against the best. Right. Going back to the original Predator, I think the argument of why this is such a great movie is that it's the hangover, except the goal (laughs) the goal isn't to like get wasted and have a bachelor party. It's like a group of buddies in a jungle being hunted and hunting something. Well, and you like them all. You get to know them. You buy into their relationship. I'm saying everything else since up until Prey. I don't think I've liked a single character because there hasn't been any character development. I I, I think I think we're going to slide into prey. There, I mean, because I don't want to spend an hour and a half talking about. Pre- I mean, I do. I would yeah. spend an hour and a half. Do you want to do predator. the predator two predators predator? 
uh, ranking or anything like that? I do. No? I do. I've got a couple later, questions later? for you too. Maybe later. Let's okay. let's jump right into prey. Yes. I want to just tell you right now. There's going to be some spoiler alerts. I'm going to try not to do too many. No. You really want to dive in and just tell everybody let's what's going on? Let's rip it up. How can we get excited otherwise? All right. Spoiler alerts. Here they come. I'm going to jump to the. I'm going to jump to everybody's what everybody's waiting to hear. Uh, and I want you to do the same. In fact, I want you to go first. What do you think of this movie? This outside of Top Gun is my favorite movie I've seen this year. And possibly of the last five years, it's in the top five. It was enthralling. It was exciting. It was violent. And it was shockingly beautiful, too, and weirdly well shot. And I don't think... I was so shocked by it, too, because I had low expectations, like you said. And I couldn't have been more delighted. I'm there. I'm there with you. So this, to me, is the best... It's the best case scenario, right? No, I, I want to find the right way to word this because I don't. Sequel's not the right word. It's the best franchise. It's the reboot. It's, it's it's the best tangential film. Yep. Ever made. Whoa, you you put it ahead of Top Gun. Yeah. Wow. And I'll tell you why. Okay. I, I'll tell you. It's because I would. I, my argument on Maverick was Maverick did the best job I've ever seen of taking an existing product. It's a little different. Yeah, it's very different. Yeah. Maverick Maverick did an incredible job, and I I go back and reflect on Maverick. And I try to ask myself, like, what did Maverick get right? And I think the thing that I land on every single time that Maverick got right more than anything else is you could watch it as a standalone film yep. and appreciate it. So my sister saw it for the first time yesterday, and she said, I cried five times. I was like, oh, my God, what do you think? How did it Prey relate? or Maverick? No, Maverick. Okay. I was like, what do you think of how it related to the first one? She goes, I've never seen it. Right. And I was like, yes. Yes. And so, but that's exactly why I put Prey a little bit in front of Maverick. Prey does the best job I've ever seen at tipping its hat to not just the original. It found ways to tip its hat to a number of the different properties in in the Predator kind of box set, if you will. And none of it was cheesy. None of it was corny. And none of it required you having to have knowledge of it. So your, your appreciation of this film, if you go watch Prey, is not diminished because you didn't watch seasons one through six of Seinfeld. You're not going to be tripped up on season seven because you missed the first six. Yeah. And to be able to create a movie like that by both paying homage to it, but not relying on paying homage to it is why to me it's the best film. And again, I'm not saying it's because the best sequel ever is Empire Strikes Back. In my opinion, that's the best sequel to, or some people would argue Godfather to the Dark Knight. I put that up there as well. This is so unique. Yep. Even, even Cobra Kai, which I think is incredible. And they've done, I give all the credit in the world. And I don't mind taking a minute to talk about this, to allow yourself to grow with your fan base and not be talking down to them and not trivialize what it was. But on the flip side, to not rely on jokes that won't take and be able to kind of laugh at yourself. Cobra Kai does a great job at that. Maverick did a great job. But of this, is a sta- this, yeah, this is a standalone this property. This is a standalone film. Yeah. If you, if you knew nothing about the original Predator and you yep. just sat down and watched this film. So that's the highest reason why I give it such high marks. That it's unique by itself and awesome by itself. At 100%. Now let me work back from that. The cinematography on this Unreal. is some of the best cinematography. This is a Hulu movie, Max. Yeah. This didn't even go like big budget in the theater, which how, is a huge mistake. How mad are you that you didn't, you didn't... They're going to release it. They're going to release so? it. Yeah, 100%. Because... I want to be cheering. They're going to they're going to put it in theaters. There's no way they can. I want to see it on the biggest screen imaginable. I want this on I know, I want this on like uh what's the big uh IMAX. Yeah. I mean or D box where you're just moving around. Yeah, the the <laughs> the cinematography of this film beautiful. is is beautiful. It's like No Country for Old Men or uh no, cowboy, the, I'm trying to think what's the oh God, uh, uh, the gay cowboy one. Uh Brokeback Mountain. Yeah, yeah. It has that kind of feel to yeah. it. At certain points and you're like and the respect they pay towards the Comanche tribes and the so Native Americans. You just got to the third part. This is the, and this is the third reason why and how hard I'm, is it? I'm blown yeah. away by this yeah. movie. Blown away by this movie. One of the things that I noticed a ton of 
when people were giving their feedback because I wasn't really I, I'd look at a post on Facebook for prey mm. and then there would be all these comments and I'd go, this is before it came out. Yep. And you'd have all of these guys, got man, manly men, 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 men. <laughs> and they would be, they'd be posting things. <laughs> the wokeness. The wokeness is going to get us again. I don't I can't believe it. It's a woman who's. Let me make something really clear. Because I get accused of this all the time. The Ghostbusters remake that had an entire female cast. Man, you hate that. Is the worst movie I've ever seen in my yeah. life. It's not the worst movie I've ever seen in my life because it's all female cast. Bridesmaids might be one of the funniest movies I've ever seen in my life. Absolutely. I love that movie. <laughs> the and that bat, movie. The wedding that, scene. The, oh, wedding. the entire movie is like. And by the way, it is really shot through the, the female perspective and it's hilarious. I love every minute of it. The Ghostbuster movie sucked because it sucked. Yeah. And I think that what gets lost in this is people are way too quick to say wokeness this, wokeness that. It's an easy thing to say. It's even, an easy soundbite. Even one of the things I really didn't like about the predator is like, I loved the awareness to children with autism and that he was in it. And that was like kind of like, but it, it felt forced. It didn't feel like organic to me. Yeah. Or like the PTSD with the, with the guys it like, didn't feel like you needed it. I love, I love diversity in film. I love exploring these themes and topics, but I don't like it when it's forced and that's any topic. That's not a wokeness thing. I, yeah. I don't like when it's forced. This film brought incredible themes and stories into it and didn't feel forced and didn't feel like it was pushing an agenda. And it just was this really great story about this woman, this young girl, Naru, Naru, who didn't want to do what she was supposed to do. She bucked the trend. This is this is Ellen Ripley to me, right? This she is, is. She's yeah. on par yeah. with Ellen Ripley as being now this woman whose last name is incredible, Mid-Thunder. Mid-Thunder. And so you have that element of it, which I was so skeptical of this film because I'm one of those people, I was skeptical of this film because I was worried, nervous, that it was going to be a, you know, let's make this a woke film. Let's push agendas. It wasn't. It was just a really cool story that anyone could relate to, whether you're a boy, whether you're a girl, whatever you are, you could relate to. My parents thought I was going to be an attorney. I don't want to be an attorney. <laughs> my parents thought I was going to be a doctor. I don't want to be a doctor. Yeah, yeah. My parents thought that I was going to dig up plants and instead I'm a predator hunter. Like, yeah, I, that's I'm incredible. To me. That's the best. <laughs> yeah, Max, I think your parents are just happy you're alive. <laughs> so that piece of it to me was incredible. Plus the American Indian part of it, the Comanche part of it, the colonization part of it. I just thought it was done so well. I walked away from this film feeling a whole new sense of enlightenment on something that I would never get from a textbook and I would never get in school. Yeah. And I was just like, I, I dig this. I, I want to know more about this. I want to understand more about this. They took painstaking efforts to make this historically accurate. So do you know there's a release that's going to come out in Comanche? In Comanche, they yeah. Did the, they filmed the whole thing You know, again. you can get that on Hulu oh, right it's now. Still, no, I think it's subtitled now. It is subtitled, So yes. the thing is, they actually filmed it where they speak Comanche. Oh, I didn't know and that. And that's going to come out oh, eventually. I would totally watch how, that. Yeah, how cool is that? I think that the part, so I know we're a little bit up and down and all around, but I think- Well, I'm just so happy you liked it. I loved it. Yeah. And and, and maybe the last- How fired up were you when you watched it? Super fired up. Yeah. Maybe the were you like punching walls and stuff? No, but maybe the last piece of this that I would add that was really exciting for me. This is an example of what happens when studios leave you alone. The Predator, Shane Black, is what happens when studios don't leave you alone. Yeah. The director, it took him six years to get this off the ground. And, and think about the absolute cojones that it took to allow them to run with this idea. This is the most non- blockbuster idea he had to sit in a room and pitch we're gonna make a predator film yeah 300 years in the past and it's gonna be very slow developing yeah and we're gonna take a lot of time to show these characters and have these moments where the brother and sister are hunting together yeah and have these moments where she's playing with her dog and she's learning how to hunt or the medicine stuff all yeah. of those things and to be able to pull that off and for the studio to back off and give him creative freedom what i hope this has done is set a blueprint yeah for how every single film that's like this should be. And, and what I really hope they do, I hope that the director, Dan Trachenberg, who crushed it. Do you know his history, by the way? Oh, can, yeah. Can I walk through it? Please or? go, go. 
Okay, I mean, first of all, he directed the first episode of The Boys. Right. The first one ever. ever. That set everything off. Yeah. When Huey's girlfriend oh, gets exploded. Smashed, explodes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And he's holding her hands yep. still. Yep. That was him. Have you watched Black Mirror? No. Okay, first of all, you need to do that. Okay. Really creepy. He directed Playtest, which had Wyatt Russell, who's Kurt Russell's kid. Okay. It's season three, episode two. It's one of the most terrifying things I've ever seen. Okay. Terrifying. Okay. Sounds and, terrifying. And, I'm, I'm game. And 10 Cloverfield Lane. I, that I've seen. Yeah. What is one of my favorite John Goodman? John uh, Goodman. Yeah, he was great. Stay down here. (laughs) I may eat you like a turkey. All right, just relax. Jesus. (laughs) So he's got this great idea. He knows how to use tension. He knows how to make horror, but not with the blood. Like, it's not bloodlust. It's not Hellraiser, like you said, you know, where you're like, skin's getting ripped off. It's all gnarly. Right. It's kind of the smooth and crisp kind of horror. He has what I call directorial patience. Yeah. He is willing to let that camera pan for like two more seconds than you would think. Yeah. And it just builds. He's a suspense builder. When the skin snake just pops up, oh, you're like, yeah. get up! <laughs> Trachenberg, what I hope happens yep. is that every two years, they, come, they, they come out with another one of these yeah. and they just bump it by 100 years. Yeah. So I hope we have like a Wild West version. I hope we have I hope we have an 80s version at some point, which would be amazing. Right? <laughs> Stranger Things crossover. Right. But no, I mean, think about it. Like he yeah. set the precedent. I mean, if you're if you're Disney, was this under the Disney umbrella or was this under so Hulu Warner and, Brothers? Hulu and Disney are together. This is 20th Century 20th Fox. 20th Century Fox. Did you notice at the beginning the 20th Century Fox logo looked really crisp? I didn't. As, okay, it's weird. I'll I don't, go I don't, back I don't, I don't know again. if they redid it, but... If you're them, it's open checkbook, right? Yeah, it has to be. It has to be. Well, this movie probably didn't cost that much. It's all no names. Right. And the Predator itself was... He knows how to use CGI really well. It's not the greatest CGI, but it works. I, I thought, see, that's the thing too. That's the one complaint I saw. All right, let's, we got to, okay, we're so, sweating. We're yeah. excited. <laughs> let's just pause for a second. To the original point, I turned to you at the beginning and I said, what'd you think of this? And you gave me your two cents. I gave you my 25 cents because I talk more than you do. But the bottom. Is it better than Predator? So I knew you were gonna be, <laughs> Jesus Christ. It's the most blasphemic <laughs> thing ever. It's unquestionably the second best, unquestionably. Yep. There's no there's no argument. The only thing even close to it is the second one. Yeah, in a fun, campy way. Yeah, I, right. But I'm just saying it's the only thing close. I liked Predators. I liked Predators. Not likable characters or fun characters. Right, but yeah. I liked the idea. Yeah, it the idea unique. was great. I liked it. Yeah. Um, Lawrence Fishburne was a little bit weird, but I liked Predators. You always say that. Because he was. He was super weird. Does but, that bother you? Nah, <laughs> it just rubs me the wrong way. <laughs> it does. Let me say this. There's no way I can tell you that this is better than the original Predator as a whole. There's no way. Yeah. Also, there is, I've told you there's nothing I would change about the original Predators. Go ahead and say it, Max. The beginning. The beginning. You don't <laughs> like the little alien ship in the beginning. No, you don't. No, but I wouldn't change it. I don't, I don't touch anything. <laughs> I would not touch the original Predators or the original Predator. I'm not foolish enough to ignore the fact that nostalgia plays a huge part of why I love the original Predator. I will say this. The original Predator to me is always going to be number one. Yep. The only place that Prey outdoes Predator, in my opinion, is in two places. Character development, the way that the story unfolded, like I, I think it was just brilliantly done. I don't think it would have worked with Blaine and Mac. And Billy, they had to, you have to rush that with them. You can't let them. And, and, and there was also, more world building. In and and, and, right, and yeah. to be fair, they allow those moments. Yeah. Like McTiernan allowed those moments where it was just drinking out of the flask, yeah. you know, like just brief moments, but they allowed it. And the other thing is the cinematography. This is just a beautiful movie. It really is. If you watch, like my son loves the National Geographic, you know, like Planet Earth. Planet, and, yeah. and that, what, did you not feel like when you were watching this that, that the quality of this? Do you know where it was filmed? No. Yeah, I have no, I I have no like, clue. It feels like Montana. It was gorgeous. The, the The filming of it was great. This is, I mean, this is up there for me in general. And again, my emotions are all f- like, I also think part of this is because you and I went into this thinking it was going to be terrible. Yeah. And yeah. we were so pleasantly surprised by how good it was. It was incredible. So before we talk 
about the similarities, the differences, everything else. What were some of the things you were seeing? What were the complaints you were seeing? Because I've seen nothing from people who've seen it. I've seen nothing but this was incredible. I had someone reach out and say, is this showing the woes of European colonization? There it is. Yeah. (laughs) And I was like, I don't know how to respond to that because, yeah. But like, (laughs) I mean, that's not like a big part of the movie. I mean, it is. But you see what I'm saying? Like, Don't you feel like anybody who takes the position of like, oh, this is showing (laughs) that women can be done. I feel like you have to come into watching the movie already with a chip on your shoulder. Yeah, no. If that's what you took away from this movie, that's crazy to me. Yeah, it's stupid. Because there's other movies where I do think they they jam that agenda down your throat. This did not feel like that at no, all. No, it was just natural. I watched Does this- anyone complain that aliens like <laughs> had a female agenda? Yeah. It was awesome. I, it was just great. And yeah. and oh, by the way, the the bad you know what, the bad A double S yeah. was a woman. Yeah. And it just happened. And the alien was a woman. I also think that the thing that I really enjoyed about this is I hate when, whether it's female or male, part of what made the first predator work was you could believe that Schwarzenegger could go toe-to-toe. Yep. I don't like when they all of a sudden take someone who during the entire film shows like no prowess, no athleticism. This was my issue with uh, Olivia Mum or whatever her name is. Like Olivia Munns? Munns is that her name? In what movie? Uh, Predator. Oh, okay. The Predator. Okay, right? okay. Wasn't it her? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was helping out Thomas. And Shane then all of a sudden she's like running as fast as a Predator and yeah. like shooting at No, it. this showed that the Comanches kicked serious butt. But, like, right. The, I don't know. Do you think they were CGIing the way they slid? I don't know. It was so cool. And also, the way they threw the axe, I don't know what the sound engineering was. It was incredible. The whooshing, you're like, okay, these can kill anything. They're chasing deer. Amber Mid-Thunder, who played Nauru. Um, Have you seen her before? I have not. So she's in this show called Legion. Yes. Which is one of my favorite shows of all time. I didn't know you liked Legion. Have you watched it? I've not, but I know I, now I know you like it. It's I must three, consider watching it. It's three it. seasons. It's very psychotropic and yeah, weird. Yeah. She plays this kind of butt-kicking half her, and she's half another person who she, like, she morphs into an older man. It's, she She, when she auditioned for this movie was not told it was a Predator movie. No one was. She was put in an obstacle course yeah. to see what she could do. Really? She's great. Yeah. I, I thought she was great. Her brother was great. Um, now, this is his first film. Uh, Dakota Beavers. I love yeah. the fact that they used all, they had uh, one of their um, producers, I think, was either indigenous or half Comanche, not Comanche, but half Apache or something. Yeah. Like, There's an enormous amount of cultural diversity in this. Did you know who played Itzy, by the way? No. So it was Harlan Blaine Kawatat. You watched Shorzy. Yeah. The coach. Oh, no way. You're going. Remember, he had the black makeup on. Yeah, you're right. I can't believe you didn't pick that up. I didn't pick that up at all. (laughs) When you look at the original Predator, one of the best parts of the original Predator. The best Predator. It's up there. Yeah. Is Billy. So do you know that's what influenced Dan to make this movie? Well, let's uh, you and I probably have some similar facts. Let's talk about before we jump into how the movie actually unfolded. Let's talk about some facts and some similarities before you get into what you're going to mention. I just want to tell you something I thought was really interesting. Box office for all of the Predator films. Okay. Okay. So let's start with the original Predator. 98.6 million, right? Are you talking? Do you want to deal just with worldwide or domestic? Why don't you just do domestic? Okay. So 18 million to make 60 million domestic. Predator 2, 35 million to make, 28 million domestic. Wow. Right? Now they made up for a ton of that worldwide, but I think domestic is the good measuring stick here. Alien versus Predator, right? So 1990 is Predator 2. You go 14 years before your next Predator property. I weirdly liked Alien versus Predator. You get me in Antarctica, it's fun. I liked it because in Predator 2, they tease you when they show the trophy room with the inside skull. with the Xenomorph skull. And I was like, okay, that's great. 70 million to make, 80 million domestic. That should have done even better because you were combining two fan bases. You yeah. already had the alien property that you were bringing in. Alien versus Predator Requiem, uh, hot garbage. $40 million to make, <laughs> yeah, $41 right. million take at the box office. Predators, which to me, third best, right? You go original Predator, Prey, then Predators. $40 million to make, $52 million at the box office. The Predator, $88 million to make. 
That movie cost $88 million to make, no, which is crazy. Yes, it did. $51 million at the box office. It deserves less. There are a lot of things that went wrong in that movie. Yeah. One of it is that Shane Black hired his buddy, who is a sex offender, oh, to be in the movie. Like, he had a small bit role in it, <laughs> and they had to pull that part. And uh, yeah, there's. A, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's there's a lot that went wrong in that movie. Plus, apparently, the studio was heavily involved in trimming it and cutting it and editing it and blah, blah, blah. So that's the first thing I want to talk to you about. But now I want to talk to you about something else. Again, before we get into too many details, in honor of our episode that we did last week, the tomato meter readings, listen to these numbers. I'm going to give you two numbers. The first is always going to be the tomato meter and the second is going to be the audience. Original Predator, 80, 87. Okay. Predator 2, 32, 44. Yeah. <laughs> Alien versus Predator, 22, 39. Jesus. Alien versus Predator Requiem, 12, 30. Predators, 65, 52. The Predator, 33, 33. Prey. 93.82. Sweet. I don't think there's ever been a property that's tried this many times with so many whiffs. The that- tomato meter is a 93 max. The original Predator tomato meter was an 80. Yeah. Think about that. Well, at the time, it was revolutionary. People didn't know what to think. Right. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. I mean, this thing is just getting all sorts of love. Well, good. It, it should. It deserves it. I agree. Theatrical release. Let's go. What other kind of wild facts do you have? And then I just say we go through the movie. So the working title, do you know what it was? Skull. Yeah, pretty cool. It was very cool. Because Although it wasn't really a working title because from the get-go, they were using it as a shadow BS name. Yeah. As opposed to actually like changing it, they knew that that's not what it was going to be. But it's cool because it relates to how he freezes and keeps the skulls as uh, prizes and yeah. all. No, you didn't like it? Trachenberg, from the get-go, what he wanted to do, and it got screwed up because it got leaked, when he wanted to originally do was do a trailer that had nothing to do. Didn't show the Predator, yep. didn't show any alien, and just was showing this like story of a Comanche woman warrior coming of age story yeah, yeah. and leak it slowly like that. And he said he was kind of bummed that it got leaked, but it was what it was. Yeah. Trackenberg, the reason he focused on the Native Americans was because when he was 10 years Love old- this story. Love he he this story. He heard about Billy and being a Native American A tracker. bunch of older boys yeah. were talking about the movie Predator. And he, they brought up Billy and he's like, that's awesome. Because that's all he knew of the movie. Yeah. They basically said, yeah, this uh, Native American tracker hunting an alien. Yeah. And he's like, that sounds incredible. And there's so many homages to Billy too. Uh, oh, don't go into the homages. Oh, okay. We go through the movie because we'll I've marked bit, bit. every uh, single okay, okay, tip okay, of the hat okay. in the movie. Don't you worry. I want to shout out the composer for the music because the way they use it for tension the and drums. All, the it's drums incredible. are incredible. So it's Sarah. And it's got that Comanche American Indian feel to yeah, it as well. I agree. I loved it. they use the Predator noise just the perfect amount too max have you ever heard of the wilhelm scream is that the like yeah like when people fall off trains and stuff yeah so i had no idea this was very very cool max it's a stock sound effect that's been used in like a ton of movies and a ton of tv series in broken arrow and howie long 1951 the film disaster drums there's a scene in the film soldiers are wading through swamp in the Everglades, and one of them is bitten and dragged underwater. But I just think it's cool that it was used in that because that's apparently like a scream. I don't even know on all the researching I did. That's one thing that popped up. That I Wait, thought I would it was share used in this movie. Yeah. Oh, cool. I don't know what scene. I have to go find that out. I love that the director Trackenberg made himself available for interviews and really talked about things like the pitfalls of the previous ones. He was respectful about it. He was heavily influenced by the Star Wars prequels. He said, "Don't do that." <laughs> I mean, but you know, I will say since the new ones have come out. People are going back and there's a little bit of revisionist history and they're kind of appreciating it a little bit more than they were before. They shouldn't. Parts of it, it's not that bad. They had the coolest looking character of all time and they blew it. So that's one of the things he brought up was... Darth Maul? No, the the newness and the feel of those movies. And I think one of the things he did an excellent job on during making Prey, he didn't make this movie feel like it was taking place in the future or that it was, you know, some. it it was taking place in the 1700s. There was like a, a roughness to it 
that didn't feel overproduced, yeah, it's a over piece. CGI. You and I talk about this all the time. What do we love the most about the eighties? The minimal Phoebe use Gates. of <laughs> the no Elizabeth Shue. The minimal use of CGI and practical effects. Yeah. Although there is a lot of CGI in this movie. It never felt overwhelming. The animals were all CGI. Yeah. Didn't feel overwhelming. It, it was, I thought it was done well, and it didn't bother me. You this know? wasn't a Benji the Hunted where they Jesus abused Christ, all the animals. The most of, <laughs> I don't know how they could have made that like a real bear. That would not be not be that good at all. All right. Before we jump into talking about the movie, is there any other facts about the movie you want to throw in there before we just talk about the movie? Um, no. <laughs> all right. Before we do anything else, why don't we stop and get a quick break and uh, some words from our sponsors. Buzz in the Tower is also brought to you by Dolby Real Estate. You can find them at wearedolby.com. I think the next house I'm going to buy is going to be something in the Northern Plains. Dolby Real Estate might have absolutely nothing to do with the movie Predator, but here's what they do have to do with real estate. And in today's real estate market, you need to have an absolute expert in your corner to make sure that when you're buying a home, you're getting a right price, or if you're selling a home, you're getting the right. Dolby Real Estate, they are the absolute best that's out there from their marketing department to their legal department to their Predator technology department. That's not a real department, but you understand what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, Buying or selling, Simon and the team are waiting to help be your guide in this otherwise very dangerous world. 400 million sales in 2021, a thousand homes sold. Reach out to Simon and the team at Dolby Real Estate. Tell them that Buzz in the Tower sent you. Get ready to find your dream home or to sell the land that you're in right now so you can move out to the country and hunt predators. So, Mac, for the sake of the 99 degrees that it currently is in our recording studio, we're going to be somewhat brief. Spoiler alerts are abundant. Well, yeah, we're going through the whole movie. I really want to go through the movie for the purpose of two things. I want you to stop on things that blew you away. And I want to... We're going to stop every five seconds. Every five seconds, right? And I also want to stop about these moments that pay homage to the other Predator films. Some are obvious. Some I bet you didn't even notice, but I picked up. But most of which we probably have the same list. So the movie opens... <laughs> It's so funny. The opening of this movie, I kind of immediately was like, this is going to be good. Yeah. The the quietness, a long time ago, yeah. it is said a monster came here. And and I was I, like, yes. And, and just the way it was shot, I mean, you immediately get these like large panned landscapes. Yep. And I was like, this is beautiful. Mountains, hills, animals. Yeah, elk, nature. deer, you're, nature. You're instantly connected to the idea of hunting as kind of a tribal and uh, connection to the earth kind of thing. The thing about the original Predator that I thought was always really cool was that jungle scape that they were in. Yeah. But it's a totally different type of shot, but you bought that they were in the jungle. You didn't know they were bringing in thousands of pounds of leaves to try to make it look that yeah. way or that they all had food poisoning and Montezuma's re revenge, which is why they all look so ripped because they were lost like 15 pounds from puking out their butt every day. Um, <laughs> out their butt. So she wakes up Naru yep. and she is the younger sister of one of the stronger hunters and, and members yeah. of the Top tribe. Man. You get the sense that her father's passed away because her mother makes a few statements about, you know, your father gave you, she has a hatchet. Is it yeah. a hatchet or an ax, a small little hatchet? It's a tomahawk. Axe. Tomahawk. Thank yeah. you. Let's see. You know all the words. Yeah. She wakes up. She starts digging for food. Yep. She gets bored pretty get quick digging for food. And she's got a dog. And she's got a dog. Max, sorry. Where this movie does it right yeah. is, is the dog lives. Do, do the you, whole damn movie, all I'm thinking is, please don't kill the dog. <laughs> do you know where they got the idea for the dog? No. Mad Max. Oh, really? He wanted a rambunctious, high-energy dog. The dog was great. And get they did. this is going to blow your mind. The dog, Coco. Uh -huh. Like, normally you have a trained, you know, set dog kind sure. of thing. Don't it, even tell me this is like a rescue dog. This was an adopted dog. You're kidding. Just like Mad Max. He oh. wanted to do it. And apparently, I guess, <laughs> I, I read this whole article. I was yeah. looking at stuff, and there was an article just literally about the dog. The dog was great. So the dog was poorly trained. 
they were going to have it in very few scenes, but every time they had it on, they were like, Coco's kind of fun. Yeah. Let's keep it on. Let's oh. keep it going. So literally everything that like when uh, Naru goes like, where are you going? Wasn't supposed to go that way. Right. <laughs> so I'm so happy the dog survived. Yeah. Do you remember an Independence Day? When like you're sitting there white knuckled thinking the dog's going to blow up in the tunnel. Yep. When I saw that, because you probably didn't see that in the theater. You were probably too young. I know I did. It blew my sock. I was the whole theater yeah. erupted <laughs> in applause when the dog jumped into the little tunnel. Yeah, thing. Didn't, yeah. Care the when, did, didn't care when the first lady died at nope. all. Yeah. But when that dog made it, everybody was ecstatic. Um, so she's sitting there. She's really bored. And I can't, I don't know how to articulate how this was shot. Like I'm not intelligent enough to explain the cinematography, but it's got this horror film but like new age horror film look where quick shot close up on a tree and then yep. expanding back out so when she looks at the tree you don't know you don't understand why you know like and then you realize because she wants to go start doing hatchet practice yeah, and start yeah. throwing her hatchet at the trees so the pacing is incredible like the whole movie feels like it's a song where it's going beat to beat to right. beat. Oh, where, it's, it, where it's like very well put. It's very satisfying to watch it as the as the beats keep going. It feels like a film where nobody else came in and said, cut this, extend this. It's no. very well edited and put together. And there's no B story or anything. This is one unique yep. story. Totally this is agree. literally Naru. And that's totally it. Agree. And that's what was so great about Predator, the original. Yeah. It was no, Dutch. No love story, no, no nothing. It was Dutch. Just yeah. Dutch and his guys. No, yeah. I totally agree. So the beginning of this, she's, you know, practicing whatever, and then she sees some deer who have prints yeah. on the ground. Is that the right word? You're, you have to ask Selena. She's the hunter. I don't know. Yeah. She, she starts tracking tracks. a white tail. Yeah, tracks. That's what they're called. <laughs> tracks, not hoof prints. Um, she starts tracking this white tail deer and she gets close and her and her dog. I love this. I love yeah. that she can like sign language with the dog. It's yeah. incredible to me. <laughs> so she's sitting there and she's ready to attack. <laughs> Did you do it with your dog? No, my dog would just look at me like, all I could think of was like Crocodile Dundee being like, mm. yeah. So she's about to throw her hatchet at the deer and this loud thunder noise happens and the deer takes off. And what you see when you look up into the sky predatorship. is the predator ship to which after that you get the screen drop title. Really cool. Pray. Thought it was done. Like definitely uh, hair on my arms came up. I really think this is to me was so refreshing when I'm like, they got me. You and I have said before, there's some movies where like in the first five minutes, I'm yeah. like, you got me. Yeah. You absolutely got me. I'm in like beginning of Lethal Weapon. Yep. You got me. Dark Knight. Dark Knight. You got yeah, me. Good this, same, yeah. same with this. You got me. hundred percent. So, so then it cuts to she's with her brother and she mentions to him that she saw the Thunderbird in the sky. Yeah. And they're trash talking to each other. They are, which is great. Their relationship. I really love too. like, it wasn't it. You, the lazy way you do this is the brother's like, you're just a girl, but he's not like that. No, he's protective of her, but he also sees her value as a human being and and integrates her at different parts of the movie to say, no, 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 she can track really well. She respects her talent. Exactly. Exactly. So he shoots this Hawk in the air. The Hawk falls, which is great. The term that she, I'm probably going to butcher this. Katamira, Katamira. It's it's the term for like the hunt, like your special hunt. Oh where yeah, yeah, yeah. I, Katira or something. So this is like a big, you know, um, seminal moment yep. for anyone growing up in the village. It's where they have their hunt. They're hunting something that could hunt them, and it's where they become the hunter. So she said that the Thunderbird was the signal. That it's time for her to do that. Her sign in the sky. Right, exactly. She's collecting orange tootsie for yep. her mom, which is a, a medicinal type plant. That you know it's a real plant? I did not. Well, no, I mean, it's not called that. It's similar to a calendule plant, which is bright orange and was used during the Civil War to stop blood flow from battle wounds and could also break fevers and treat severe infections. No clue. Isn't that neat? That is very neat. Yeah. It cuts then to the spaceship. And the, the other part I like about this, and a lot of this is inferred. I don't know this to be a fact. The spaceship bay door closes meaning that someone else is driving it and it dropped the predator off. Yep. So what I what I gather from this movie to this point is this is probably one of the first times the predator's been to Earth. 
it they said this is they've been interviewed about this. This was the predator's first time on Earth. So that's why he's going up the food chain when right, he's killing stuff. Right, right. So and it's a feral predator. It's not the same species as the predator from the uh, other movie. Which I also like. Yeah. I, I saw that as being a complaint by some people, and I'm like, I like that it wasn't the same. This is hundreds of years before. Like yeah. it would stand to reason there was quite a bit of evolution yeah, that Na- took place there. Napoleon was like four foot two. Right. You know what I mean? Like and everyone was shorter back then. Yeah, no problem. Yeah. With that. I love the Napoleon shout out. Yeah. You hear the immediate Ziggy Piggy, <laughs> Ziggy Piggy, Ziggy Piggy. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> Gotta break the tension. We're being a little too I, serious. I love that you went Bill and Ted. That's great. Oh, man. Waterloo. <laughs> you hear that gurgle sound that he famously makes, which, by the way, was that made by what's his face? Uh, Optimus Prime. Did he do this? That was made by is it Dan Cullen. It's, it's Peter Cullen. Peter Cullen. Yeah. Did he do it in this movie? I mean, I, they had to use the same Maybe, one. Yeah. Uh, and then the shield goes up. So you hear that shield sound. Yeah. So that's your first kind of tip of the hat. Then I think this is great. After this, they're all going out to find someone. Yep. Someone gets lost. They're all in the forest looking for him. And they do these really wide shots of the forest. And they very purposefully do this. And this is, I mean, Max, I got to just take a minute to go on a tangent. Yeah. About this. I want to boil this down to this might be this element that I'm going to bring up might be one of my favorite things about the film. In fact, it, it is my favorite thing about the film. They were doing things that if you knew the Predator series well and you loved Predator, he knew that you were looking for certain things mm-hmm. and he teased you with those things. But to the person who knows nothing about the franchise and is just watching the movie, it was just perfectly paced. Yeah. So you think it's perfectly paced. You know, Joe Schmo off the streets watching this movie, it's perfectly paced. For me, it's those shots I remember from... Harrigan in Predator 2 that were at the funeral and it was up in the trees and you're waiting to see the camouflage of the Predator because you know he's up there. It's Dutch and Billy looking off into the distance into the trees and you really have to focus your eyes to see it. But he didn't show it. Mm. He just did the pan to get you ready for it. So while they're hunting that's going on, then you see an ant get eaten by a mouse. Yeah, but the ant climbs up something invisible. Yeah, Yeah, which is the shield and then the snake attacks the mouse. Yeah. There's all this symbolism kind of explaining hunting and the value of hunting and the, and snake the food gets, chain. gets owned. Yeah. By and the, the predator. predator just rips the snake in half. <laughs> so they, they learn pretty quickly that there is a lion that's out there, yep. a lion cat or whatever they call it. That yeah. Has it, jacked their friend up. Yep. So Nauru shows up. There's a search party looking for either the cat or the guy that they think got attacked yeah, by the cat. Yeah, and she goes up in front and she's the best at finding him. Right. And that's where her brother stands up for her and says she's the best tracker. She's a great tracker. <laughs> and plus, if he needs any medical help, she's a good healer. Yeah. And they see the print, footprints of the predator there. And what does she do right away? This is the one of the, there's a lot of tips to that, right? So obviously like it, the predator sound, the predator shield, she picks up a leaf and there's blood on the leaf. And I'm like, oh, that's such a nice tip of the It's hat. a deeper green too, which it I is, like. It is. <laughs> so she picks it up. The fact that they immediately, when they find the injured guy, that yep. they start making the stretch. The gurney. Like, it's awesome watching that stuff. They're so talented. But the it. way they cut to it, it reminds me of the original Predator when they're using different tools in the jungle yeah. and, and they're making all the different, you know, Boy Scouts. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Then it becomes nighttime pretty quick. When they're holding the torches at night. Yeah. It's Dutch. It's Dutch holding a torch in the jungle lit up. I mean, the torches oh, yeah. look identical. Yeah, so yeah. Again, just little tips of the hat that I find. So they're out looking for the lion that yep. attacked this guy. She finds the snake that's split in half. When it jumps up, and, it freaks and, me out. And by the way, the way that's shot and the way it feels to me is just like when Billy and Dutch find Hopper's men up in the tree. So she finds the snake and then she sees the trail of blood going up into the tree. Yeah. Now, it's a little bit different, obviously, because at this point they haven't identified that it wasn't like humans that were being killed, but it was just the uniqueness of how it was killed and how they looked. I'm like, oh, man, like this is for me. I felt like I was being thrown bones. 
as a fan of Predator yeah. without it being over the top. I'm mm-hmm. like, I appreciate this. This totally reminds me of when they finally found the first helicopter upside down in the tree and there's dead bodies everywhere. Jim Hopper. Jim Hopper from our uh, favorite <laughs> show, Stranger <laughs> Things. So there's this moment where, to your point, they found those tracks. And I think it was Nauru that said, I've never seen anything like it. I believe that is directly lifted a Billy line. Well, that ain't no man. There's no man out there. Yeah. It's, like it's, it's, similar. it's the same. Yeah. yeah same yeah. feel. So they put a plan together. They find the den where the cat's been eating yep. and they want to bait the cat. So they're going to put bait on the ground and they're going to hide up in the tree. I love the quote. He's annoyed. He's like, a hunter doesn't wait. He hunts. Right. And they're like, come on, just give her a chance. And this is where her brother also tells her, okay, this is your catamira. Yeah. I'm again, butchering it. And when she faces down the predator that she's hunting, that she will say, this is as far as you go. No more. This is it. Yep. It's important quote. Remember, Take it home. Take it home. So. The cat fight up in the tree is pretty cool. Does he kill the other guy? He completely murks the other I, guy. I think so. Yeah. I, I don't. It, I, I don't remember seeing him again. And yeah. I don't. He screamed pretty loud. He screamed very loud. <laughs> that may be the Wilhelm scream. I'm not or whatever it's called. Oh, interesting. I could be wrong. Yeah. So she's got her spear. They're on a branch. She's walking backwards, and I think she's got it under control. But then her attention is she sees the predator, and yes, like that little you know camouflage flash over, and I think he's doing the predator scream, which is pretty loud, and then she gets. A spear in him, but she falls, hits her head on a rock. Poof. Yep. Again, there's this slow tease of action, right? Yeah, so they're, she, they're not showing everything. It's the Alfred Hitchcock tension is from what's around the corner. Yep, Spielberg not with Jaws. Yeah. You know, you're getting p- bits and pieces of the shark, but not the whole shark. So she wakes up. Her mom is taking care of her. Her brother comes back to the village with the cat. So he's now named the chief of the village, I think, right? The war chief. The war chief, yeah. or whatever that means. So she's devastated. Yeah. And and for I think not because her brother was being successful, because she kind of blew her shot at her catamira or whatever Yeah, it is. well, the brother who loves her and actually like is supportive, he's like, you tried it, you couldn't bring it home. Yeah. That like tears you apart. Right. You know, like, and that's why she goes off to find the predator. Right. She's so like, she, it's knew, her she knew something was out there. So she finds the green blood. She yeah. starts tracking the predator. How cool is it when she measures his foot with a stick? With a stick. And I you're like, it great. it's just so cool. It's, it's great. So <laughs> now you get more of the predator. So the predator is watching a war wolf stock a bunny. bunny yeah and, and the wolf seems like a jerk right and, <laughs> but i mean this is something you never saw in the other predators and I, I love this idea of it being the first predator trip to earth and yeah. it's learning what's going on so the predator interrupts the stalking of the wolf and then fights the wolf it yep. wasn't much of a fight the wolf takes a nice bite out of the predator's leg and then the predator rips its spine out another so I, I like another that, tip of the hat yeah. to the original predator i love that this predator isn't afraid to like just try things and it's not like doing things from afar and trying to just kill things like as a hunter it's kind of experimenting and it makes it sense with the native americans being less technologically advanced that he's just kind of trying to experience it he doesn't seem to mind getting hurt right right he's very much uh gladiator you know putting the dirt in his hand yeah he's a wild man yeah Yeah. absolutely so as this is going on, she is learning different ways to use her hatchet. So she ties a rope to her hatchet, which yeah, oh kind of uses so like cool. a recoil yeah. tool. It's very uh, Kill Bill, the that girl uh, with the little ball and chain thing. Oh, yeah. I couldn't think of her name. but <laughs> Ferrari's Italian yeah, trash. <laughs> I love that girl. <laughs> um, so the taxidermy scene is uh, then a wonderful tip of the hat to the, all the Predator movies. Yeah. So he's got the wolf skull, yep. and he puts his little you know freezing, freeze, freezing dry yeah. stuff on it, and then he holds onto it. As this is going on, she is continuing to hunt. So she finds she finds these bison that are just butchered. It's a really like a harrowing scene. And like the way she's like says thank you or like says a prayer to him. It's like little moments like that are what make this it elevates this movie. So and for the historical aspect of it, which again I thought this was really cool, this not cool that this happened, but cool that they were paying homage to this. This is something that the colonialists used to do because by doing that, by just skinning them and just taking the pelts or the fur, it was actually weakening 
the local natives because they used so much of the animal, mm-hmm. the meat, the bones for tools. So yeah. by doing that, they were basically diminishing the ability for the Native Americans to fight back. Interesting. So I think there was a nice little historical ad. Plus, it, it fit well showing the juxtaposition between her being a predator, the predator being a predator, and yeah. then these colonialists, which were just like buffoonish jerks, jerks right? And by the way, did yours have subtitles for the colonialists? Because mine didn't. Mine did not. And I love that. That they're just evil. Yeah, it was, it was irrelevant, <laughs> yeah. right? She finds a cigar, which I have to believe is the tip of the hat to Dutch. <laughs> you think so? I have yeah. to, why else would you need a cigar in that scene? <laughs> to know it was the bearded guy, because the bearded guy was smoking the cigar. I know, but come on. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> it's got to be It's got to be a tip to Dutch, right? Yeah. As she's moving forward, the predator's a little bit behind her. So then she gets stuck in the mud. One of my favorite scenes in the movie. Yeah. Okay? She falls in the mud. If you've never seen a Predator film before, then you're just kind of white knuckled because you think she's going to die and she's throwing her axe and rope into some branches to pull herself out. Yep. But you know what you and I were thinking? Mud. And the Predator was following her. And I'm like, okay, this is where she learns that the mud can conceal her body heat Mm -hmm. and she's good to go. Yeah. So I'm watching this whole scene. The Predator's tracking behind her, picks up the cigar, maybe, you know, whatever, five minutes behind her on the bison following her. She pulls herself out. She pulls herself into an entanglement of branches that look exactly like the branches that Dutch pulled himself into. Yeah, that's true. Covered in mud. And then it cuts to a scene where all the mud's gone. She's cleaning herself off in the water. That tease, that little tease (laughs) that they like, he knew, right? Yeah. Treasureberg knew that this is what we were looking at. And that's not the way that she was going to learn to disguise her heat signature. I thought was great. She continues and here's a bear. She hears a bear in the distance and she is with her dog and she looks down and she, the bear smells her, which I thought was kind of cool. Yeah. And the bear is eating a deer. Yeah. Yeah. Mauling it. I'm mauling (laughs) it. So the bear picks up her scent. She draws her bow. Her bow is muddy and which was foreshadowing because of what happened with her brother's bow. Yeah. yeah. She told that story. It breaks. The bear chases after her. There's again, great imagery that's throwback to the original predator, her escaping underwater, you know, Dutch swimming underwater. These little moments again, Max, I'm going to sound like a broken record. None of these things had to be explained. Mm -hmm. You didn't have to say, Oh, I get it. That's there because it happened in the first movie. Right. right? So a a great example in um, Maverick, uh, when rooster's playing great balls, you can appreciate that scene and just be like, Oh, he's got talent. He's hanging out. But if you watch the original Top Gun, you're no, like, it hits oh, 10 times harder. oh yeah. my God. Yeah. That's the same for me. These scenes where she's like swimming in the water. I'm like, oh man, this Dutch floating down the <laughs> river. So again, I'm waiting, right? I'm waiting for all this stuff to happen. The bear fight between the predator and the bear. It's insane. Is amazing. <laughs> I wanted to see that on the biggest screen imaginable. And you know what they did that was smart? Because the view of the fight is obstructed. It's from her, yeah. It, and it's obstructed by the branches. It doesn't force you to rely on this cartoonish over CGI. Exactly. It hides the CGI so that you kind of are like, oh, you, this is you okay. You feel it in the branches shaking and, and the, the vibration. Sound, yeah, oh, yeah. absolutely. Well, the perp- I'm glad you brought that up. And, you, and you're not saying, oh, this is so cheesy. It's no. not this like open shot, naked view of just two CGI characters. It's not Thanos fighting, yeah. you know. Iron Man. Iron Man. Yeah, 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 exactly. No, when the bear is unconscious and he pulls it out, just lifeless over him and the blood pours down. And, and that's you, how and you can see what he looks like. He's soaked so in blood. Oh, amazing. <laughs> and, she, and she's like, nope. I'm out. Yeah. Get me out of here. So she swims down the river just like Dutch. And as she's in the rapids, you know, she she again pulls herself up. And I'm sitting there thinking, oh, she's going to pull herself up into mud. Yeah. There's no mud anywhere. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, I don't, I don't know what the hell they're going to do with the mud. <laughs> so she gets back together with the tribe. She gets in a fist fight with members of the tribe. The fight's hunting. awesome. The fight's it, great. It's like a roadhouse fight. And it's, again, establishing her character. Yeah. So, again, it's not Olivia. Mu- God, why do I mispronounce her name? It's not Olivia Munn going from being like, 
a CIA's got you pushing too many pencils character to yeah. like some street fighter. You're establishing that Naru is a fighter can kick butt. Yeah, and also everyone in the tribe kicks butt. Like exactly. when they fight back, everyone's like, cool, let's fight. You and, know what I mean? And it doesn't it's matter. Over yeah. And th- I also think that's kind of cool. Like that's to me what I liked about the first gang and Predator. Yeah. The, 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 the whole crew, even though Mac at one point is basically threatening to kill Dylan, <laughs> he's like, I'll bleed you, leave you yeah. out here to die. Got that. But then it goes from that to over here. Yeah. Over here. Yeah. They're just trained. They're ready. This is their whole life. Totally. Totally. Yeah. So the predator in the trees, and then you hear there's something out there. Yeah. Again, a direct lift yeah. off of the original predator. Or like small things like the possum that they kill, and she goes, what drove the possum here? You know what I mean? She's yeah. thinking like Billy. But even, yeah. yeah, there's a scene where like the predator picks up a heat signature and shoots it and then rips the log open. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And remember like the sparks like hit Dutch yeah. when it, when he does that? Yeah, yeah. Um, But I, I don't think it was a possum, but I, if it was a possum, that was great. And the Guatemalan jungles? I know, right? Those, yeah. those Guatemalan possums, <laughs> wild animals. So, at this point they shoot the possum they know that something's going on and this is the squawking bird yeah in the which sounds just like the squawking bird from predator there's something up in the trees they're looking around three red and then dots. you see the three red dots yeah which is there's no better tip of the hat yeah i love that the technology is still there but it's less than it was it's before. arrows it's arrows yeah. i thought was so cool now they start attacking the predators out there and they're attacking them you get an arm cut off yep the one guy's arm gets cut off these are all things I'm listing as tips of the hat to the original Predator or one of the Predator movies. The other one is, so they get in the fight. She runs away into this like high tall grass. Predators, when the the guy who was the Akuzu. Yeah. Th- that reminded me of that scene. Yeah, I could see that. But then remember when she's running through the tall grass and the one guy grabs her and goes, shh. Yep. It was very Mac. Yeah, yeah. Very Mac. Yeah, like, yeah, shh, yeah. over there. And then they're doing the like the code stuff with yeah, their hands. Very, and very, stuff. Uh, absolutely. She sees the red dots on his face. Yep. She's like, we got to go. We got to go. They start running. They take off. She gets her foot stuck in a trap. Yep. I like the spin on this. So originally in the first Predator, you learn that the reason he doesn't kill Anna, Anna, yeah. whatever Anna. her name is, Anna, <laughs> is because she, <laughs> she didn't have a gun. Weapon. Yeah. I like that it's been changed a little bit to doesn't see you as a threat. Yeah. This is a female empowerment play yeah. that doesn't feel like it's being pushed at you too hard. No, because... If it was a guy, too, and he was just in a trap, you'd be like, he's not a threat either. Right. Yeah. But the way that she plays it, the way that she, I mean, this to me, right, I I consider myself an expert now since I have two daughters, but I'm sure there are women that could speak better to this than me. Are you going to show them this? Uh, Maybe one day. No, now. No. But I think the (laughs) fact that you take the fact that you're being underestimated, right? So I think that's the difficulty of being a woman is being underestimated. You can't do the same things that a man can do. And her turning that into her advantage to me is like the foundation of feminism, right? Like it's like taking whatever you have and changing the rules so that it's your benefit to me was awesome. The, I know I'm so female empowered today (laughs) because of this movie. So she is left alone by the predator, but now we understand where these traps are coming from, which are French colonial hunters for trappers. trappers. Yeah. If there, remember I told you that the only thing that I view as being different from this in the original, not the only thing in the original predator, there's nothing I would change. The only thing I would consider changing in this movie is I think they went a little too caricature ish with the colonial French fur trappers. It is so fun when they all get murked though. And you're just like bloodlust. They're a little, (laughs) they're a little too buffoonish. I understand why. And I like, I like showing bad people as being idiots. I don't have a problem with that, but you could have made the same case without making them look like they were from the pirates of the Caribbean, ride. They did look like Captain Jack Sparrow. It was just, and maybe, and maybe that's historically accurate and maybe I'm just not used to seeing it, but their behavior as well. They was just a little too boorish and buffoonish for me. That's if I could pick anything in the movie, I would change. That's it. translator was okay he was fine yeah even he though like again it felt like he was 
a had, guy on Pirates of the Caribbean. He had bad teeth. He did. Well, that's okay. That makes sense at the time. <laughs> so they capture her, throw her in a cage. They capture her brother, throw him in a cage. Yep. They know that there's something out there. So they're aware of this weird predator that's out there. The, the interpreter's trying to talk with her. They're trying to figure out what to do. Their solution is to turn her. And, oh, I'm sorry. I almost skipped the biggest throwback. Well, no, one no, of the biggest about, throwbacks. It's about to happen. They can't get her to say anything. So they pull her brother out of a cage and they take a knife to his chest. Yep. And they cut that chest exactly. the exact same way that <laughs> Billy, Billy cut yeah. his chest it's in so front cool. of her. Yeah. I was like, another tip of the hat oh. god that's great so now we've got a ton right we talked about the cigar we talked about being in the mud well we're about to talk about the biggest one we're, we're getting there right now aren't we so they put them as as bait yeah and they're waiting for the predator to come while they're tied to this tree i did they burn down the area because the seems like it so i thought this was kind of neat nice and smoky yeah so the, it felt kind of like uh the mandalorian that episode with uh, rosario dawson so i i have a different approach you remember that i do yeah the the smokiness and all of the kind of the burnt debris, the the ash that's falling on. Oh, like the radioactive in Predator in 2? In Predator 2. Yeah, Didn't that pretty... feel like Predator 2 to you? No. Because he became visible because of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that all of a sudden he's visible because all that it looked like it was snowing on him. Basically. Yeah, yeah. So the two of them are stuck on that tree and you get this really heartfelt moment where the brother is like, you know, you're ready. You can take this on. And she says, I don't know that this thing can be killed. And Max, what does yeah. he say in response? <laughs> if, if it bleeds, bleeds we, we can, can kill, kill it. it. You're like, oh. I'm like, you son of a gun. <laughs> they did it. Dylan. Yeah. <laughs> you son of a gun. How fired up were you? I was like, I was super pumping. But, but again, if you'd never heard that line. No, it makes sense with them. Too. Yeah, it, it worked. They're perfectly. hunters. They're hunters. Yeah, it yeah. made perfect sense. Yeah. So the predator starts. This is the best action scene. This outside of the original predator. Yeah. Is the best action scene in any Predator that, movie. The action is happening behind the guys who are sniping. They, so the, you see them just falling off oh, the tree. Max, I'm so glad you horses. brought this yeah. up. This is a great thing that great horror films do. Yeah. That faded, blurry background. Yeah. And Predator, the original Predator, did a great job on this too. But you see those guys lining up with their sniper guns getting ready. And the one guy's speaking French. And all of a sudden you see half a body drop behind yeah. them. And it's like, again, <laughs> And blurred. the horses are moving. Oh, it's great. It's yeah. great. So Nara and her brother are trying to figure out how to get untied from the tree while everybody is being slaughtered. Yep. They escape from the tree. The fight scene, I don't need to You're get You're missing the funniest line in the entire movie. what I miss? <laughs> when she's talking about a beaver would gnaw its own paw off to I like- and she goes, I'm smarter, I'm smarter than, than a beaver. beaver. You didn't think that was awesome? Yeah. Okay, fine, whatever. Yeah. That's comedy right but that, Okay, but that's the problem. Like, this goes back to how, what you think is funny versus what I think is funny. Uh, but that's okay. Kill me. <laughs> we both think that's funny. And dude, seeing the predator with the skull mask, I'm not even sure what that is. It's like, a dead previous predator. That's why I read. Oh, it is? Yeah, it's supposed that's, to be a dead previous predator. That's gnarly. Yeah. That's like Genghis Khan. Oh, I love like, it. Oh, my God. That's some metal. So there's a couple more tips of the hat yeah. in this particular fight scene, one of which... The cigar guy is yelling and scr- oh, I'm sorry. The funniest part of this whole movie, if you want to talk about funny, yeah. is when they all take their initial first shot and it does nothing. And they start reloading. And they have to reload their guns. <laughs> but it wasn't campy. It was like, yeah. like it's a realistic thing, right? Yeah. There's no there's no old painless no. just rattling off all those bullets, right? <laughs> well, old painless doesn't actually exist. Uh, probably, probably right. The cigar guy yelling and screaming and all of them shooting at the same time yeah. is totally all of them shooting off into the forest and letting all those rounds out and playing the first predator. Oh, okay. Yeah. I it see was that. the same, it was the same look, same feel. They're yeah. just rattling off shots everywhere. So I mean, what happens, right? Well, the predator is so gnarly about his kills too. The tomahawk chop where he like flips it. Yep. The shield where Oh, he, it takes his head off at ta- one point. Yeah, but yeah. you don't see the head getting taken off. You see the, the tree, tree and then the neck yeah. squirting yeah. blood up. Oh, it's great. <laughs> it's so awesome. The the whole fight scene is great. And then Naru and her brother escape. But while the fight scene is going on, you get 
all of this imagery of the way that they're engaging two on one, one on one. And again, the thing I like about this is you're watching the predator take bullet shots and cuts. It's getting this aggregate beating up yeah. so that it's more realistic later in the film that like it's a little worn down and a one on one scenario with Naru is, is reasonable. Absolutely. Is it Naru or Naru? I think it's Naru. Naru. I keep on saying Naru. Naru. Sorry. So then you get to this scene where she is applying medicine and he's applying medicine, yeah. which is also very predator one and predator two. You got to have the predator put it on the medicine. It's great. I yeah. love it. So goes back to the camp, fights a few guys at the camp, saves her dog, which is yep. great. Very important. The one, the translator, translator who now has one leg shows her how to shoot a gun. So yep. you know that's going to play a role. The very special gun. Very special gun. She gives him that special orange Tootsie. Orange Tootsie. Yeah, yeah Tootsie. What, tootsie. Tootsie Pop. How many licks does it take to get <laughs> to the center of a Tootsie Pop? The world may never know. The predator comes to the camp. And he flips over and pretends that he's dead. And she's hiding behind a tree. And this is where she realizes now that the orange Tootsia, by slowing down his body functions and lowering the temperature of his blood, makes him invisible. Yep. So that's how you know later she's going to be using that. Yeah. But it's awesome. He steps, he on, steps it. on him and he screams. <laughs> so she goes at him with the gun. The gun doesn't work. Let's talk about the gun for a second. This is one of the fundamental throwbacks of the whole film. Yeah. It's the gun from Predator 2. Yeah. Predator 2. Harrigan, yeah. after beating the Predator in the spaceship. And then being surrounded by like 10 other predators. It's like, oh man. And they respect him because he killed him. Yeah. And they toss him a gun. And it's that gun. Yeah, from 1715. 1715. Great year for pistols. (laughs) So as the predator is lining up his three dots about to murder her, brother comes in on a horse, bashes the predator in the head, helmet falls off. It's at this point that she understands how the lasers on the helmet work. It's the tracking system. Correct. And the brother has one of the coolest one-on-one. This is like Billy-esque. You know what I mean? Well, Billy never had a one-on-one fight. I know. I'd pay a million dollars to see the fight with him and the Predator. I don't know. I don't think it would have been that good. I know. Billy was great, but it's not like he had any chops for fighting. I would have rather seen Blaine or Mac fight the Predator. I think Sonny Landham, if they actually filmed that scene, he would have killed Kevin Peter Hall thinking he was actually (laughs) in danger. That's amazing. That's amazing. So they have a fight. And during this fight, the brother kind of comes to the realization that like, it's time for him to die. Yeah. And that's very Billy. He looks at his sister and says, he doesn't see you as a threat. You need to get out of here. So while he fights the predator to the death, sister bolts and is able to fight another day. Yeah. You miss an homage though. When he goes with the two claws through the chest, that's how Carl Weathers died. You're right. Yeah. And it's shot that way too. Cause it pulls back. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Except he gets, there's high, not, he gets high, except you don't have that. Yeah. <laughs> the scream is so good. So after this, you get her, you get her in the stream, very upset. And this it's beautiful. Too, it's a beautiful it, I, scene. I just about to say that. Like that she has time to mourn him and that the movie takes time to show her washing it's the blood impactful. off her hands. And then it's cutting back to the village yeah. where they come and basically tell it's like the their mom, coming, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, that she's dead. It that humanizes dead, yeah. things. Yeah, it just humanizes everything. So now she's made her mind up, right? Now it's on her to hunt and kill the predator, uh, which is her journey. That's this whole thing is leading up to her journey. So she finds she the dog perks its ears up and looks over and it's the big bearded cigar guy. <laughs> Just guzzling water out of the river. I like to think it's the the uh, Hawkman from Flash Gordon. <laughs> oh, what's he saying? What's his quote? Yeah, no one lives forever. forever. Die. Die. Yeah. <laughs> Max. Uh. <laughs> so she basically knocks him out cold and cuts his leg off, yeah. which is with awesome the, with the predator technology, which is 
awesome. Yeah. Cuts his leg off. Doesn't even care. gnawing on it. Yeah, which is the only part I could, didn't really care for in this movie. I'm not a big <laughs> fan of rats. So while he's laying there trying to crawl over to his gun, which yeah. she has already disabled on yep. purpose, and she starts talking to herself, which is very Mac. This yeah. is a very Mac moment. She's not crazy, but she's got those cool elements. No, she's looking, she's looking out in the distance and all. You bled my brother, so now you'll bleed. You think I'm not a hunter like you, that I'm not a threat. That's what makes me dangerous. You can't see, but I'm killing you and it won't see either or something like that. Yeah. She basically indicate. I, at first I thought she was talking to the predator and then I realized she was talking to the fat bearded guy. Yeah. So as this is happening, she starts, uh, also she does a little dab of face paint, which yeah. I thought was very Schwarzenegger-esque, yeah. which was great. Oh, and she takes the orange tootsie. Takes the orange tootsie so he can't see her. So he gets the gun. The predator shows up, murders him, cuts his head clean off. Yep. Standard. And when the predator walks by her and can't see her. Yep. Again, very Schwarzenegger on the tree, side eyeing. That she, that she moves yeah. to the side. Oh, yeah. man, it's so good. After this, she starts sharpening wood sticks. Yep. Which is Dutch and his Obviously, Boy Scout yeah, crew. Yeah. yeah, loved it. Little montage. She has blood, a blood trail leading the predator in her trap, which is his foot. Yep. And then he's kind of, you know, sees it. But this time she's up in a tree, does the leap off of the tree. Cuts off his arm in yep. their fight. Yeah. And their fight's gnarly. I is mean, she's it, like engaged, like is chopping cut, him up. Is the arm cut off uh, almost a predator too? Remember? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. When, yeah, when Harrigan d- uses the device yeah. and slices his arm yeah. off when he's on the building. It's his shield that kind of like breaks his own arm off. I, I think so. Yeah. I think you're, I think that is correct. Yeah. I would agree with that. So I also love that she pulls his mandible off his face and jams him in the face it was, with it. I can't believe no one's thought of this before. It's a great it's, idea. It's so awesome. Oh, I loved it. By the way, the mandibles in this movie are cooler. I all right taboo yeah the the predator in this movie yeah is cooler than the original predator yeah because you don't have the whole insect inside yeah, part of the face yeah but the, I mean the original much. predator at the time was earth, like earth shatteringly new and maybe so I'm spoiled but I love the predator in this the, movie uh, the original one is more horror gross I don't want to look at that this one's more cool John Wick yeah you know streamlined John Wick predator you know <laughs> yeah. so. You think she's done for the dog flies out of nowhere. Yep. He's got the ax in his mouth, gives her the ax. She scurries away after attacking him. He falls into the mud. Yep. But of course that's not how he's, this is horror, classic horror. He, Michael Myers. Yeah. He like rises, rises up. from the mud and Max, if, if we had a rating system of our favorite homages, come on, this is up. Do this it. Up come on, do it. And then she gives this, the, so she's, cornered just like Dutch was yeah. like scurries back into a corner, just like Dutch says, come on, come on, do it. But then she says, this is as far as you go. No more. This is it. And when he takes his weapon out to shoot her, she sidesteps. Yep. The mask is right there. He shoots himself in the head, blows his brains away. Naru becomes the chief or the chief warrior. Yep. There's a little moment. Again, it's subtle and it's brilliant. There's a little village girl that looks at her yeah, with these says, eyes like, like, oh my God, I you, can do this. I can do this. Yeah. And I love that. And boom, there's an end scene where there yep. uh, it's like wall paintings that are showing the whole fight. Yeah. And then you see multiple ships. So yep. that's their little tie in if they want to do sequels yep. or more movies. But Max, in a nutshell, that is Prey. Yeah. 9.7 out of 10. 9 out of 10 for me. Wow. If someone came to me and said, hey, I'm looking to see a really good movie and just left it at that, I'd be like, go see Prey. Yep. I, I'd leave it alone. I wouldn't even say, forget 80s, forget Buzz in the Tower. It's just a good movie. Go see it. So my family does a movie week every week. Oh, where I'm we aware. Pick one. Yeah. yeah. Are you recommending this? I'm, so we stay away from horror. It freaks people out. We stay away from like action stuff for the most part. I'm going to recommend this. I, don't I care. think they dig it. Yeah. I especially your sister, I think would dig it because I think the historical stuff would really like pique her interest. And yeah, I think yeah. your parents would dig it too. Yeah. So I'm curious. 
Max, we've done it. We, we talked did it. Great, and we had a lot of people that didn't think we were going to love this. If you can't tell by us talking for an hour and a half about this, is this the longest movie, one we've talked for a while. I, I loved this. Yeah. I really loved it. Uh, before this turns into a two-hour episode, let's get to our Buzz in the Tower fan spotlight. Max, today's Buzz in the Tower fan spotlight is Jonathan Robinson. He's one of our first 50 followers, I think, on Instagram. Nice. An OG, if you will. Yeah. Uh, remember, because we started Instagram before the podcast actually came out. He was before. Nice. Yeah. Nice. So we weren't sure. We did this early. So I don't even know that everybody had access to Prey at this point. So we couldn't I, wait. I think, yeah. I think the question <laughs> that we asked Jonathan was, give us your thoughts on the original Predator, which is fine because it's all things Predator today. Yeah. So I don't have a problem with that. Let's see what Jonathan had to say about the original Predator. I'm kind of curious. I always love listening to other people gush about my favorite movie. Hey, Maximo. Jonathan here for Buzz in the Tower podcast, possibly the best podcast about uh, all movies uh, coming from the 1980s. Here to talk about the original Predator, even though the new Predator is coming out or has come out this weekend, uh, it's called Prey. Uh, haven't seen it, watched lots of trailers. To be honest, I think I'm gonna watch it. Uh, do I think it's anywhere near, gonna be near as good as the original? No, but that's uh, just not possible. Uh, I'm here to talk about what made the 1987 version with Arnold Schwarzenegger so amazing and so iconic, and I think there's, uh, there's lots of reasons. First off, the cast. Right off the bat, you get Arnold Schwarzenegger, who was just in that in that peak time where he was larger than life. Um, guys like Jesse the Body Ventura in it, Carl Weathers, Bill Duke, uh, top tier cast all the way. Then you have the direction, John McTiernan, master of 80s action films, Hunt for Red October, Die Hard, which I've seen conservatively 45 times, Yippie Kaye, and uh, the score by Alan Silvestri. That all coupled with the fact that they were in uh, the jungle, they filmed it in Mexico. They went there. That close proximity, that feeling of being hemmed in just made it incredible. You have basically four movies in one. You have a action movie, you have a thriller movie, and you have a slasher movie. And you, you have, uh, it all, all comboed in, uh, in one, that's three movies, all in one movie. And then you just had a ton of one-liners. You just had, you know, everything from when Arnold throws his knife to stick around to, uh, what's the matter, Dylan? Has the CIA got you pushing too many papers? Terrible, terrible Arnold impression, I know. But uh, it'd be so easy for it to, to devolve into just another basic run-of-the-mill action slash creature picture. But they keep that alive and it stoked the fires and I think it's because it's also like in essence it's a survival movie um you know Arnold Schwarzenegger is making stuff kind of like MacGyvering all these weapons together uh and you know it's like every guy's dream in the 80s was to like go in the jungle and be tested against something I don't know we grew up with like G.I. Joe Rambo uh Delta Force with Chuck Norris all these ideas we're constantly bombarded with this idea of uh you know, survival and action movies and, and, and everything. So it's, it's so much part of it. Anyway, can't say enough about the 1987 version. I think it's going to go down as one of the greatest action movies of all time. And I would love to see it enshrined in some kind of uh, award and posthumously given to John McTiernan for it. Anyway, this is Jonathan from Toronto, Canada. My Instagram handle is at jarbajan, J-A-R-B-A-J-A-N. Thanks for having me on, Max and Mo. Love the podcast and uh, keep on rocking in the 80s world. And uh, yeah, thanks for having me on. 
Well, that's the sweetest thing I've ever heard. Well, there you go. <laughs> Two geniuses like you yeah, and I. The best, the best. Mm, butter, butter me up. And he loves Predator so much, you can tell. Who doesn't love Predator? I, I've never met anyone who's like, I don't like Predator. Put a poll. I'll put a poll out. You put a poll out. Yeah. I'll murder anyone who says, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Max, we, we've done it. We talked Prey. Jonathan, thank you for your thoughts on Predator and go see Prey right now. I try as best I can and you do the same. When we rip through these movies real quick, like I, I wanted to at least touch on the things that were relevant to Prey. It's not usually our status quo episode just to go through a whole movie. I will tell you, I've watched this movie three times in the last couple days. I might watch it a fourth. This was a really good movie. If you have access, get on Hulu to watch it. Overseas, it's Disney Plus? I think so. Someone complained that it's not on Disney Plus. Okay, well, for, <laughs> it's for sure on Hulu, and I'm sure there's some websites you can find it whose names we can And start mention. posting that there should be a theatrical release. Maybe yeah, we'll I would, love, I would totally going. go to see this in the theater. Yeah. It's a great film. They knocked it out of the park. Congratulations to all those involved. I really loved this movie. Uh, a reminder for those of you who just listened to this marathon of Predator talk that you can go back in our catalog and check out other Predator episodes and other other episodes. <laughs> oh, oh, other other episodes. Follow us at Buzz in the Tower. Check out our website, buzzinthetower.com. Grab officially licensed merchandise and patreon.com slash buzzinthetower. If you just listened to your first episode, follow, subscribe, leave a five-star review, leave some kind notes, and most of all, Max, have a nice day. Yeah. Yeah. Max, how do you want to end this pray, pray tell? How do you want to end this pray episode? Well, I don't want to brag, but I'm smarter than a beaver. I'm not entirely sure that you're smarter <laughs> than a beaver. I couldn't, I couldn't build a dam. Yeah, uh, not for a dam. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, there's so many different ways you could end. Bring a it home, Mo. Yeah, bring, it, bring home. it home. There's so many different ways you could end a predator episode. I've already sang "Long Tall Sally" and "Short Stubby Susie." Do the Billy laugh. That's a great way to end it. I will end with a Billy laugh. <laughs> You're still here? It's over. Go home. Go.